Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Geek First Review. I am the Lavender Menace, Travis Snail, and I'm joined by... Not a perfect parent, Taylor Field. <laughs> no, no, not not so much. Uh, no, hopefully nothing against Taylor in the future. But uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to review the sixth Scream. <clears throat> and I get... Oh, fuck, I dropped the ball twice with Creed and Scream 5. I forgot to put that back in the feed, too. I got to start looking at the schedule and doing our re-release and stuff, because that's the only other Scream we have reviewed, and I was alone on that one, so... Uh, one day in the future, we probably will retro them. I'd like to. I'd like to do a retro because I love those other ones, and I'd love to talk about the uh, – do a ranking of them and stuff like that. Was I so not maybe... there for Scream 5? I thought I was for that one. No, no. You are busy or something, so oh. it was a solo one. So, yeah, no. Uh, but, yeah, we're here with Scream 6 releasing just over a year <clears throat> past that last one, and there's rumors they're shooting another one this year. That's a newscast conversation, but I think that – it's not a mistake because this one's doing really well. I just think, like – they're 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 pumping them out there three three in a row in a year that that's a lot but uh, we'll see uh yeah so we're gonna as usual if this is a new review for you we're going to be talking about the movie in a non-spoilers portion so if you haven't seen it if you're wondering if you're gonna see it uh or you know you're just 
curious if you should see it or stuff like that we will give you an ad break warning and that's when we'll get into spoilers or if you don't care you can just stick around for the whole thing or if you've seen it of course so um and as always let us know what you've thought about on our discord or youtube or video or twitter whatever it may be uh head down links below to find everything you need to know how to support us which way to support us and the best way to support us which is patreon you get episodes ad free exclusive early tons of episodes up there tons of content up there all different varying degrees if you like horror we're reviewing the evil dead movies right now we've done one so far but we'll, we'll be doing all of them in honor of evil dead which is coming up next month we got a good string of horror here between scream and evil dead and stuff like that and uh yeah you can find us on all the social medias uh T- taylor's uh, uh got some uh you gonna you gonna go yes yeah, yeah. connection in the search bar geekverse.ca is our own base geekverse cast our twitter geekverse is our facebook Yes, and a big shout out to our April. <laughs> big shout out to April. Our April. Our, our April of Darkness. She's, she's no one else. Yeah, she's in the Geek First now. She's ours. But no, a big shout out to April Darkness, Aaron Brain, Joshua Wright, and Jack Grant for supporting the Patreon at the producer tier. Big thank you for the voting and all you do. And there'll be some fun stuff coming to that Patreon tier soon. You guys know a few things we're doing behind the scenes. There'll be some other Patreon stuff. So you want to get on there because not only are you getting exclusive early episodes and stuff like that after nine, we get to call in. There'll be some more perks coming to all the tiers no new tiers or anything like that just all the tiers so look up for that and yeah so i will go first here uh you know because taylor for the, the viewers he's enjoying nice looks a very good ice cream sandwich i will say it's like very girthy you know it's is it from dairy queen it is from dairy queen like it's at least yeah. like three inches thick wow that's that's <laughs> yeah i could take it but you know that's a lot that's a lot of inches but uh, anyways, looking good. Looking like Ghostface over there. But anyways, so yeah. Um, my history, if you don't know what the franchise talk about, it's in the Scream Fire review. And we talked about this, we did the trailer review and stuff like that. I absolutely love Scream. It's one of my favorite, not just horror franchise, but film franchises. I'm a big Wes Craven guy. Everyone knows that my favorite horror franchise is Friday, or uh, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday 13th, I love too. But like, other than Nightmare, if I were to talk about my favorite Scream's I think number two, and there's varying degrees. Halloween's great, Friday Thirteenth great, Chucky's great, Evil Dead's great. There's lots of quality, and I think there was something about Scream as well that, for the most part, their quality is, you could argue, the best as far, as far as the horror franchise. Now they've had a lot less than some other ones, six, but still, the the, the quality is up there. And this one continues to remain the same. Uh, these directors, I will say, the biggest thing about them, I should have got their names because I know they're the last one, but. I think luckily it feels a lot like if Scream 5 was The Force Awakens, right? For Scream and stuff like that. You got Scream, you got, or so you got Force Awakens, you got Creed. I'd have to think of some other ones up there. Maybe uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's a bit different because it's the guy's son. But there's a lot of ones where you just tell whoever's working on whether it's someone's son, a fan, director, producer. They're just fans and they love this franchise. And that's the best thing I have to say about these directors is it feels like they love the franchise and the franchise is in very good hands. I do have some issues with this movie but not to the extent where i'm like oh i need a big change up it's just some choice where i go ah don't really agree with that and we'll get to it but this movie is fantastic this movie is great uh there's some great intensity into it that like i feel like it has some of the best tension scenes for a scream movie that we've had so far it has a really fun opening um and the characters i think the biggest thing was with scream 5 we had to introduce a lot of characters and a lot of them were the either the kill bait or the main characters or the actual killer stuff like that so you're doing a lot but now we're in that territory where okay you don't need to meet sam 
you don't need to meet Tara or Chad or Mindy and stuff like that. You got to meet these, some of these new characters, but are, you know, they've been promoting. It's the core four. Um, we've known them now. And I think that's probably the strongest part of this ass. The film is not just like, I think the use of Ghostface. I think the kills, the intensity, that is great. I think there's some creative stuff here. I think it is that I actually enjoy this group of friends and everything like that, which is good. I still, I like the girl that plays Sam a little bit better this go around. I still thought she's, it's not the greatest. And I still think I, I guess I'll say it for spoilers. She, she's better. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the character and her performance a bit more here. So I'll say that I'll say even more than a bit more. So that's going for it. Um, but yeah, it's the chemistry the cast has and also just the emotional beats that they bring to it as well as far as these characters going through this again. And uh, I think it hits the right amount of scream kind of melodrama, but not too much. I think I agree with many people where it doesn't hit as many of like the horror tropes that scream does as far as like the break in the fourth wall or the film commentary. And that's what I really liked about five. But this kind of separates that to get more almost scary and that I enjoyed. <coughs> I think... So, and this is where I was. I was completely loving everything about this. I was on a ride. And for me, my rankings, Scream 1 and Scream 2, I thought will never be touched. The rest of them I do, they're actually pretty solidified, sorry, or solidified. I guess that works too. But 1 and 2, I always knew like, okay, nothing's going to get past these ones because I just love them. I think Scream is like a perfect horror film. And I think Scream 2 might be a perfect horror sequel. Like, it's just like, they're just a one-two punch, right? Um, for a while, I'd say for 75% of this movie, I was getting ready to put this at number two, just below Scream 1. And then the third act happened for me. And I think for me, it's not just... Because I've seen this with a lot of other people where I feel like people don't just like the killer reveal. That is definitely part of it for me. I think it's not done the greatest, but there's multiple things. I think the stakes of the movie get thrown out the window. I think Scream is tough because it it is funny and it is goofy, but I think they go a little too goofy in the third act. And then there's also just the believability. Now, I know people are going to ask, it's a fucking sixth movie with a ghost face killer. But I still like these movies with these killers to be, you know, why did he get shot five times get up? Well, Boltproof Vest. How did he do this? Well, there's two of them. How did he do this voice thing? Oh, well, he's a voice modulator. Like, I like that always in the heightness of the world, they always find some reason to explain it. Where I felt like at the end here, we're getting to too many things where this is very convenient and just very kind of eye rolling and stuff like that. So I was very let down by the third act and we'll talk about that because it's not just one thing. It's multiple things. It was just one thing after another that was taking my notch down. And now it's somewhere ranked. I think I have it like, uh, like fourth or something like that. So it literally went, it dropped like a full 50%. So I, and again, it's more, some of the stuff is just some of the choices they made. I'm still down for them to do the seventh one. I still liked it enough. And I thought it's made very, very well. Oh, Ghostface got me. Can you still hear me, though? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll fix the camera after. I think it's made tremendously. And again, the lore, the stuff you saw in the trailers with the, the Easter eggs and everything, I love that. I think sometimes maybe near the end they get almost a bit too fanboy, but I think they did a fantastic job. For the most part, I'm just a little bummed by probably the last 25 minutes of the movie because I feel like they're making choice after choice after choice that hurt the overall film big time for me. And I think it's choices that when I watch it again, I will... 
when you're on the ride and you don't know what's coming, you're loving the whole time. Now I know it's coming when I rewatch it. I don't think I'm ever going to like fail. So I think it's always going to say a similar score, but I think if anything, it would just go down because I think those choices may hurt what happens later on. So uh, yeah, cast is good. And I guess the only thing I'll say is we've been talking about her for years when she pops and stuff, but Jenna Ortega, man, she's just a fucking star. Like all, everyone's good in this movie, but when she's on screen, you know, like obviously she is Wednesday and she was in you that we loved and stuff like that. But like when she's on screen, she just feels like she's like a, I try not to be mean the other actors, but just like a higher tier than everyone else. You know what? I'm excited to see what her career does. Like, I think she's going to win awards and do so much stuff. Like she's just so goddamn good in this movie. She's so goddamn good all the time, but she just brings it and she doesn't have to in like a scream scary movie, you know, but I'm happy she does. So that's my thoughts. I, if you're a scream fan, I recommend it. I think for the most part, if you're not a scream, like if you were just jumping in, you could watch this, they'll fill in the blanks. But I think if you're a scream fan, you will enjoy it. I think in varying degrees, I think, you already see in our discord where i think there's people like april and s bubs that are like love it i think they're giving it nearly perfect scores or perfect scores but then you got myself and colin that are like same thing the ending and i've seen that very much where i think the reactions are not like halloween ends where it's not like you loved it or hate it. i think it's just it's a varying degrees of especially that third act how much do you go with it how much do you not go with it so taylor field where were you on scream six i was more on the positive side for this um between I was two. positive. Oh, I you just... were, you were. I mean, like, uh, the general population. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. on the more positive side. Between the two of us, you're definitely much more invested in Scream than I am. Mm. That being said, like, my history goes back with... Well, then Scream 4 is the only other one that... Or not the only other one. The first one that I had seen in theaters was Scream 4. That was back in 2010, 2011. So a long time ago. Corey um, Cunningham confirmed for Scream 5. Man. Um, but yeah, so after that, that's when I, I don't even think I watched like the first, second or third one. I think like, I just got in at that point in time and then I went scream four. I just watched scream four, but like I was familiar with start with the worst one and and stuff like that. So I ended up scary movie as well too. I bet. Right. Scary movies. Definitely like that. Yeah. yeah, That was a big, that was that when I see Ghostface, it was scary movie before it was scream. Mm -hmm. Um, but I digress. After Screen 4, I went in and I watched through all of them. And I need to do another rewatch through and just really refresh my knowledge with it because it was a while ago. But uh, there's something very unique about it because unlike other killers, Ghostface is he's very human but he when you i'm convinced when you put that mask on you are untouchable when you take the mask off and get into your monologue you're you're dead you're not gonna make it you lose all your powers so that like being Batman, said it's like a symbol you know yeah exactly so i i think though that scream six was fantastic i think it did a really good job at paying uh like homage to the other scream movies the legacy and i think that uh how it picks up after Scream 5 and is just trying to like kind of like mosey on and still try like pay tribute to that legacy, but still solidify itself as being its own fresh stamp in its new direction. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's really, really great. Uh, Jenna Ortega, yeah, fantastic. Uh, the one guy, Chad, Mason Gooding, I was really trying to figure out where I saw him recently, and he was in the movie The Fall, which Dylan like absolutely. Oh, hates. was he? Yeah, yeah. I so. like him. It's funny. He's a guy that I think is better in this movie than was the last movie. I thought the last movie he was like fine, but I feel like he's improved a lot as an actor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, 
I like that. I, I feel like. Uh, do you like the the actor that's from uh, She Hulk? The the guy we'll just say who plays the cute neighbor. I felt like you weren't driving with him. I wasn't driving with him. Yeah, I feel like you're just kind of laughing and stuff him, like that. They made him just very peculiar. I did not realize he was from She Hulk, but yeah, they just yeah. There's... Remember, he's that lawyer, the right. the, the firm that works. Oh, yeah, I like him more right. as a lawyer. Um, <laughs> and Maybe this, he'll become one. There was just something peculiar, just the way they like he was doing his his gig. I don't know, just very. They kind of do that screen though, right? Because when we get spoilers, yeah, they like... they they want to make you like they want to send you down different paths so you yeah. don't know who's the killer. So yeah, we'll wait till we get spoilers. But I, I actually like that actor. I like that he's kind of he just kind of played it off in a weird way. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, I imagine you'd recommend it. Yes, I'd recommend it absolutely. Okay, so yeah, if you. As usual, screen, there's going to be spoilers and reveals and stuff like that. Uh, so you don't want to stick around if you're in, haven't seen and you want to see it and stuff like that. So uh, we will get into spoilers right now after this ad break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. S-Bub says, I was never suspicious of him at all. The only time I was, I wasn't either because I, the only time I thought there was a chance it was the boyfriend. Maybe we're going to talk about the killers first, and that's a good way so I can talk about some negatives and get right into positives. But um, at one point when he was talking to Sam, when they do that scene, which I like that the first half of the, or first act, I'd say they're like just talking about the cute neighbor. And I like that that's actually they've been together the whole time. They're sleeping together on the side and they have this fun little dialogue scene in the um, in the lobby and stuff. And she's talking about family and she's like, family's just tough. And he's like, yeah, you're telling me like he made it sound like his family, like he has a troubled relationship with his family. So I thought for a second. Oh, no, is he related to Richie? He wasn't. Someone else was, which we'll get to. But that was my worry of like that. And later on, and I, I never really bought him. And I'll get into my theories because, you know, Carl may say he got this fucking in our Discord. He got it. I'm calling bullshit to the day I die, Carl. You did not guess these killers and stuff like that. And he did admit they didn't get all of them. So because there was a scream first here. But uh, the other time was when Mindy said, hey. You know, like what happened the last movie isn't going to happen this movie. Actually, you know, reverse those expectations. It could happen again. So I thought there was a chance. But no, I was – so who did I – so I got – I'm not saying I'm like Carl where I got it. I did not think it was going to go down this route. My two prime suspects were Dermot Maloney, the guy who played the cop, just because he's a more established actor. And you and I and many other people talked about it where, hey, all this memorabilia – You'd have to be a fucking cop to get this stuff. So the fact that he was a cop and a known actor, I was like, okay, he's a suspect. And I legitimately did think Ethan, who I didn't even fucking know was Spider from Avatar. Did you know that? Did you see no, that on Discord? No, I, I did not. That's Spider, yeah. Holy <laughs> so shit. So big couple months for him. The reason I did think it was him was Mindy saying uh, – she kept saying it was him, and she had that joke earlier in the movie being like, oh, I got it wrong last time. So I didn't think they were going to make her wrong twice. I didn't know we were going to get this full reveal of them being – and we'll just get into it, son and brother, stuff like that. We're starting We're starting from the end, work our way to the beginning, I guess. But um, uh, as what says, I was all in on Annika and Ethan. Obviously, once Annika fell off that ladder, I knew it wasn't her. Hey, <laughs> after Quinn, I didn't know. But so I, I had an idea of it could be one of them, maybe both of them, but I didn't have this idea of this is the big reveal. And this is where it comes down to – what we talk about in the trailers, why is there all this memorabilia? And I like this, that each crime scene, they're leaving a mask and everything like that, which is, I never, like, remember the gas station when that that scene happens with Sam and Tara? Mm-hmm. I always just think, like, in the killer's plan, if he just killed Sam and Tara there, like, doesn't that just ruin, like, this happens in multiple screen movies, doesn't that just ruin his whole, like, plan, like, I'm going to leave masks along the way and stuff like that? Like, if he just got the man a main protagonist, it's just over there, you know? That never happens, of course, but... Um, so the reason is, uh, our three killers were, um, but I'll have to pull up their names because I know it was Dermaloney, the cop, there was Ethan, and then there was There's Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. yeah. And they're revealed to be the family of Richie, uh, the, from the, who was the killer in the first movie. Uh, and they 
reveal it in the way that the reason they have all this merchandise is Richie was a massive fan of the stab movies, but really a fan of the real story. So as a cop, he pulled some strings and got some stuff and he's like, I fed into some you know stuff. What did he say, Taylor, about his parenting? Uh, I'm not a perfect parent. Not a perfect parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Kirches? I don't know. Is that how you would say it? The Kirches? Richie Kirch? Is that what it is? Kirsch. Yeah, the Kirsch. So... Um, so they do this and there's lots of things where Ethan, they kind of set him up. Like I said, that one, I kind of felt Dermot Maloney. And the big thing with him is he had a daughter that was the roommate of Sam and Tara and she got killed off, but they reveal that she actually didn't kill. Yeah. Kill off. She was there and they have the, to me, some stupid line where he's like, well, I got on the, I got at the crime scene first. So I swapped the bodies and stuff. So this is where I'll just get a few of my things out of the way. And they'll throw the Taylor where one, that right there, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that he got in a crime scene, swapped these bodies. Cause I thought again, if they pulled off, what happens? I guess, does they go on the run? How do you explain their daughter's life? And even then you and I talked about this in the theater last night. I don't buy for a second that his son was a serial killer. And they like, that wasn't a known thing. That's something that Kirby, Gail, whether like none of them would have found out that there was a connection there. It was a stretch for me. But f- what I didn't like was it's tough when we get in these legacy reboot sequels where the first this movie, right? Or Scream 5. I hate that's just called Scream, but Scream 5 from last year. They literally did the boyfriend is the killer again, right? Sid had Billy and Sam had Richie. It's the same thing. They got closer. Not the exact same uh backstory but the idea is the boyfriend right so i was just again disappointed that just like in scream 2 where you had billy loomis's mother billy's mother when you had her this was this again where it's richie's family it's richie's father and for lo and behold then we'll get into some of the kills after of our problems with that but i'll throw to you before i keep going i just thought they were all playing it and i i mean uh uh Espo's had this conversation in discord where you compare it to timmy olafon and scream 2 where he's very crazy and very nuts but for me i'm feeling like i'm seeing a character right here i'm seeing mickey lose his fucking mind this to me just felt like especially dermot maloney who was the cop like the acting for me really took me out of it it was not good all around in my opinion i'm not trying to be mean it just did not feel genuine especially during maloney some of the faces he was making near the end it was just not going good there was weird stuff like at one moment sam's goes to shoot him she's out of bullets and they run at each other but during maloney runs at her while he has a fucking loaded gun i was and there's more problems i have but i'm not trying to just lay it on so that's where i came from the killer reveal that i thought is repetitive um sure i guess the family thing like we've done that before but i guess it's just because it's literally like the sequel to the reboot and i just didn't like the i didn't like the characters you know i just i don't know and yeah as i saying his acting was a lot more like mrs loomis than he had mickey vibes i guess but again even then i think she kills it i think she does a fantastic job so i was just not i was not for the reveal and then i was like okay sell me on the reveal and they didn't really sell me. They kind of unsold me. And again, stuff like Quinn and the fake death. So where were you on the killer reveal? Because obviously that's a big thing in these movies. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to figure. Okay, like how many, how many ghost faces? How many killers did we got here? Okay, so we had two ghost faces, which was cool. And then we had obviously a third killer, though. So they made like the Trinity family here of killers. Yeah. And first time for three. Yeah, I. I started to suspect that there is something off about this cop when they like when they say, okay, this stuff has to be evidence and it has to be like from a cop. 
someone from law enforcement yeah, yeah. to get the stuff. Okay, that narrows it down. There's either this guy or it's going to be um, – oh, what's her name? Uh, da, 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 da. Kirby? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think that, okay, it's going to be one of the two. Now, yes, Kirby was very suspicious, but I didn't get the gist at all – just because I, I felt like okay, like just just one of the survivors, they brought her back. I I just I just wasn't seeing it, wasn't seeing it. So I was really digging it for a second when they were gonna try it. I it's, when they did the whole oh it's Kirby, and I think they did a good thing too when they're showing the fan film up top. They're showing a bl- like a young blonde girl. So I was like oh shit, is this her home movies? I didn't buy it because I just thought they're not gonna pull the trigger and make one of these return characters, especially Kirby. Scream Four is always kind of kicked around as like the low tier one, but everyone loved Kirby. But I was like, man, do they have the balls to make her the killer? And I was really like, this is gonna be f- a fun choice, but I never believed it. I never got mm-hmm. on board. I was just kind of hoping for it, and I actually would have preferred it now to what we got. But yeah, um, but yes, the other two, I definitely didn't expect it. I, it felt peculiar because like it fooled me, and it's just the context of what they showed you. The guy, uh, like the other brother, Ethan. when he's on the train, yeah, Ethan, when he's on the train, and Mindy gets stabbed, and he's just like, like compassionate and like, like, oh my god, oh my god, and apparently helped her get saved. So he's definitely compassionate, <laughs> as much as he is a psycho, I guess. Yeah, Could we'll talk about some of these death scenes to yeah. die, but there's that. But then, yeah, Quinn dying, I. I'm mad that I didn't suspect that because every every death you see happen on screen, like when you see somebody get killed, then I feel like, okay, that tells you a little bit. But, like, Quinn was the only one who died off screen. Mm. Uh, well, there was also her, her boyfriend as well, but, like... Yeah, true. He was that, gutted up in the... He was gutted uh, up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like that's that's kind of like a... a uh, like a send-off to, like, help deduce. But, again, like, I, I wasn't... I wasn't superbly focused on deducing who it was, but they laid that out about the evidence stuff, though, in law enforcement. I thought, okay, well, then now I kind of think that maybe it is maybe the the dad and all that jazz, and especially the things he was saying, like, oh, I'm like, you you do this, like, I'm going to kill you, you kill my family, I kill you. It's just you some fuck weird with my dialogue. family, I kill. Oh, the di- yeah, I, and even the dialogue they gave him, that's why I don't fully put on him. I think just throughout of just, I don't think he was ridden the greatest (laughs) whether he was a good guy or a bad guy you know yeah and the big thing like you already mentioned for me was when sam runs out of bullets and so she just like charges at him and he has his gun pointing at her as he runs towards her just as he's yelling and they prove he has bullets later on too because he shoots the the ghost face like the statues and everything so it was it just felt very kind of cheesy like just have someone hit the gun out of his hand for a second like and there's so much stuff like and even then i i i'm glad i remember this because i forgot to write it down this is where i thought that these guys love the franchise and they're fans so like i get what they're doing here but for me when they get knocked like they get knocked down it's it's sam and uh mr Molly, the cop they fall down they get unconscious cop wakes up sam's gone what, and I like this. I get it because it's like a cool fanboy, fangirl moment. Like, oh, we love screaming. So she puts on Billy's ghost face mask and his costume, and she's now hunting the cop. But literally, she could have just woke up and killed him. Like, she woke up. But what she did, she woke up. She went somewhere else. She got the mask. And it's just like, that's where it's just like, 
I get it. You can say, oh, it's cool, but it's just not real. It's not, it's too far gone for me. If I'm supposed to be afraid of this guy as a killer, because what happens if you're doing this whole shtick and for some reason he finds your sister and he kills her? Imagine how fucking stupid you would be if, like, I had him dead to rights and I decided to go put on the ghost I was face busy costume. putting on the costume. Yeah, like, it was, it was, it was. It was dumb. To me, it's like they were trying to do, like, remember they did in Scream 1 where Sydney does that and she hides, she, she stabs Billy with the umbrella? Mm-hmm. They were trying to do that. Yeah, I suppose, right. But the costume gives you superpowers, so it's a better decision. Yeah, but it's just like, that's where, for me, in like Scream being a realistic world, it didn't work at all. It felt very cheesy near the end, some of these things where it felt too much for me, you know? And the other part was you and I talked about this. Um, this is where, uh, on the rewatch, I think it's going to hurt me, was the stakes of some of these characters and their deaths, where we had way too many fake deaths. I think with a Scream movie, you get to do one of them where a character, look at Dewey in one, but specifically two, when Ghostface has him in the recording studio and he stabs him and he's up against the glass and he's dying, but he makes it, right? I think with each movie, you can get one. They did three main character deaths that all made it. They had Mindy, like you talked about, on the train get stabbed, which, yeah, why did he even bring her to hospital? Why did he not just bring her to somewhere off the corner just kill her? And even the Ghostface that did stab her, it was weird. He just stabbed her and like twisted and like walked away. Like so many of the other ghost faces, like in this movie, have been like, yeah, yeah, like they're just like going out. But he just stabs her a bit, walks, and they make it look like Mindy's gonna die. She doesn't. They have Gail, which a great set piece. We'll talk about. I like the scene. Looks like she's gonna die later on in the movie. Now nah, she's okay. She's gonna make it. And then the worst case of all. And yeah, you said as both he and Chad inherited Dewey's survival powers. Yeah, but this is like times a million because literally there's a great shot where Sam and Tara are running around and we get, I don't think we've ever had this before. It's one ghost face there and then there's a stab and another ghost face and they're in the middle. And something happens, they get turned around. But it's the two ghost faces end up beside each other and they both have bloody knives and they both do like the cleaning of it together. I was that like, was fuck. Sick. Yeah, awesome shot. So cool. But what for I can't remember if that happened before or after. They find Chad and he's trying to fight him off. We'll get into it. He just had a kiss with Tara. They find Chad, they get him down on his knees, they both take a knife and they just fucking they stab him what must be like 20 to 30 times. In the chest, heart, arter, arter, arteries, uh, you know, everything, appendix, uh, bowels, everything. They're just stabbing him Blood's like nothing. Blood's out of his mouth. Blood's, yeah, everything. He's fine. He's fine enough to lean up in his chair and kiss her again at the end of this movie. It's like, it, that's where it's just, to me, the third act, they went too overboard with that. Just make him get stabbed a couple times and then they leave him. That's all you have to do. So that's where, for me, three times in a row, they try to make it seem like our main characters. I knew pointed this out last night where we only lost Annika and uh, Gail's boyfriend because the rest mm-hmm. of the characters were bad that we lost. And I guess, right, Samara Weaving, of course, we lost Samara Weaving. We'll talk about her. She's fantastic in this in a little bit. But, like, yeah, it just, I was really not a fan of how elaborate they went with these main characters deaths and i think they probably should have killed one of them off at least one of them so i i was a little annoyed by that yeah the uh when we were getting into that sequence near the end where sam was donning the suit and uh uh Mulroney was uh waking up from his little sleeper there he has this bit of dialogue and this is another thing that rubbed me the wrong way is because he's like i'm a cop sam who do you think they're gonna believe it's like <laughs> Buddy, your two kids are fucking dead, like, 
outside right now dead to rights dead and you're like, biologically related to the last killer yeah like you're you're fucked yeah. even being a cop they're gonna find out that you switched your daughter's body too <laughs> yeah, like you yeah, admitted it yeah even if they don't they're gonna go back they're gonna find quinn like let's say even if he just escapes right they're gonna find a dead quinn and be like why is your daughter's body here <laughs> yeah. again like then they, yeah. and then they go back to the morgue and be like this isn't her body and it's weird because I don't know. It's just, I guess, I always wonder, where did he get this body? It's a little elaborate. I can kind of run with it, but same thing of, like, eventually, wouldn't they have done, like, a fucking uh, autopsy and found, like, it's not, her, like, there's just, there's so much with that. That one I can kind of hand wave, go, okay, that's a little movie magic, but, yeah, there was some stuff near the end, so. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, moving on from then, mm -hmm. from there. Um, moving back, pretty much. Moving back, yeah. Oh, but, what yeah, you next... no, you were just saying you didn't answer about the deaths. You you were on board, I think, with me that there was a bit, too, especially Chad was maybe a bit too overblown on the, uh, the, the puncture wound survival rate. Yeah, that was just, like... That was that was too much. That was too bloody. People much. were you and me were like kind of laughing. I think other people were laughing. Like people were like, "What?" Like in our theater, it felt like people we didn't even know were kind of like, "No, this this can't be." Like this guy got fucking shish kebab to high heaven. He's like alive. Well, even even like uh, Annika earlier on, like when she got stabbed in the gut and then like twisted with the blade yeah. and like risen up. I thought she was toast, but no, she was moving. She was climbing across the ladder. Like fuck, like the tolerance of these people is yeah. through the roof it's unbelievable so not I, the therapist though through the nose dumb no you know? well yeah fuck he was toast but even then like apparently if you stab like a ghost face in the through the mouth through the head like there's he still gets back up mm -hmm. uh because yeah. that was ethan like jesus crikey so they're hard to kill people in this in this franchise yeah, and that's why, like, I, I guess I like is they were very brutal at the end. I just wish they stood by some of those choices. But even in the fight scene, like, they knock Quinn's fucking teeth out and everything mm. like that. And there's just, and there's that one line they have Ethan say, which that to me fits very much like Scream, where he's like, I've always wanted to stick something in you. Like, if that feels again, I'm kind of fine. It feels very similar to, uh, um, oh God, why am I forgetting? Um, well, there's Billy Stu when he's like, I always had a thing for you, Sid. Like, it was very similar to that line. But the third act, that's what I would give it credit for, is they use a lot of the, the knives. Like, when Kirby gets stabbed, like, oh, remember this one? Like, they use a lot of fun things. When they had Ethan get taken up by the TV, like, Stu, I was almost like that was maybe a bit too much. But I was like, no, that one worked for me. So I, I that theater set piece with the shrine and everything, whether they were investigating or as a third act, I think it worked very well. Mm -hmm. I loved the Ricky, like, home theater stuff. There's that one moment where the ending shot is, like, the ghost face mask in the fire. And it's just, like, directed by Ricky Kirsch. And, like, that stuff was all good. So it wasn't all bad. It was just, like, there was a, a few things in there that I didn't enjoy but i think the third act overall delivered on violence and intensity and it was a fun it was a fun setting i think they used it very well and they were trying to do some twists along the way like the new cute neighbor was gone for a little bit and they tried to make you think kirby was the bad guy and stuff so i think there was some there was still some good stuff in the things that i was kind of iffy on but uh, mm -hmm. where do you want to go next well, I just want to touch upon uh, Kirby there for a split second. Mm. I, I've learned this kind of thing like through my work. Now, uh, when someone, when a client sends me measurements, it's like, no, you disregard those and you get those measurements yourself. And in this movie, when Sam gets into the locked area theater with Kirby and Kirby's like, okay, I did the rounds already and we're safe. No, 
you do those rounds yourself and you check. And I like that they actually went made a point of like saying this because Billy Loomis and like flashbacks of the glass, or not the flashbacks, so like the the moments with Sam and the glass was like, uh, like Sam, you need to like clear this place and like 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 lock it down yourself, get a weapon and everything. And I like that. And I almost felt like this was. I wasn't expecting him to like convince her to be good, but just I like that she was using this power of the ghost face to be good in yeah. a sense. I'm a big fan of that arc with Sam, this hot, like the darkness of it. And I was glad at the end she did like throw the mask down because I was like, I don't need this. When she was thinking about taking it, it looked like I don't need us going this far. But I like that there's this kind of the only thing I worry is I don't want them to make Tara like that too. Cause when she killed that, uh, the cop dad, she's looking like she was kind of start to enjoy it. And I don't really want that. I would like the dichotomy of Tara being like, uh, Tara, is it Tara or Tara? It's just Tara. Tara. Right? Yeah. I'm saying Tara. I don't know why the fuck, um, <laughs> sons of anarchy, uh, Tara, like I would like that dichotomy. She's the more normal one. And then Sam's fucked up. And I like Sam where she does that whole, Oh, you know, I'm not a, my family is not a killer we're not killers like oh but maybe just this one time and she just fucking goes that Sam's like special attack is a multiple stabs over and over and stuff like that but I like that she kind of has this darker side I think it works good for fun wise like with the therapist but I think it works good here where she's kind of we gone to a little bit where it's like oh like I actually liked doing it and stuff and she taps into her dad and yeah again I didn't need her to actually put on the whole costume I wish there was like a, some other way to get there but at the same time, I like her having this kind of dark passenger per se. And I like that's a new edge to our kind of main characters. I feel like Sid got that way more and more as the films went on darker just because she went through shit. And she was more stone cold and more violent and could go toe to toe. Where Sam, last movie, like we've only got the one, but it feels like automatically she's kind of on a different level because she has a father that was a psychopath and a sociopath and all that stuff. So... I like that economy of kind of just having this like this fucked up girl that's you know like for good but she's still she's still kind of fucked up you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh we should probably <clears throat> jump back to the very beginning because i want to talk about then yeah espo's right multiple red uh hand needle drops or red right hand needle drops absolutely uh, they play trouble in woodsboro like i like all i i'm a big fan of them some people might think it's lazy i like that they keep like all the like similar songs stuff like that I'm a big fan. So uh, what was I going to say? So at the very beginning, I really liked this opening as well. Samara Weaving, which I was happy they get to let her use her like natural accent because you never she's never using that. And it's just like I feel like she it's funny. She was in this. She was in Babylon. She was great in Babylon. We finally got to have a scene of her and Margot Robbie together. So all those memes of them like looking similar. You got that. So I'm excited for the next time i see her in a movie where she's the main star because i feel like i keep seeing her and stuff where she's in there minorly but her setup is she's a character that's going on a buying a, a blind date it was some app some apps where i can't speak called flirter so she's waiting for that i think this was a fun setup and i really wish even though um i'm happy they didn't do it because there's like an idea for a screenplay that i've kind of written a little bit of that i don't so when they started to do something i was like oh no don't take it nothing we're doing right now like don't oh don't do it but they didn't so i was like okay good but so they have uh this whole scene i like the set piece it feels very it felt more like supernatural scary of the oh i'm in the alley you can't see me like i liked that kind of the build up to it she gets stabbed she's a film student or she's a film teacher and i thought that was fun back and forth and i think that's purely just because samara weaving is a great actress so i think she had chemistry with a phone and that's just because of her you know i have her in my draft still so i'm hoping that happens one day um so she gets killed and then for the first time ever 
mask comes off and it's Tony Ravioli played by some he's some character's name but and then what I loved about this so we're revealing who the killer is and then when he's walking past he's walking back home and he passes Tara with her a few of her friends and she's like oh yeah you're going to that party is Sam going and stuff like that I thought for a while or for that first little bit we were going to get a whole screen movie where we knew where the killer was and I was like fuck this is a good idea and again it's something I've had a similar idea now I don't think they're ever going to do that now because I feel like they did the fake out here but I liked that as far as he killed them and then they go he goes back to this normal life and he bumps into our characters and usually when we're with our characters they're friends or friendly but you can already see when he's like oh yeah where are you going to be tonight where's Sam like I was like, oh, we're going to get a, a full movie from the killer's perspective. I was actually completely down for that story of like seeing this time, him like weaving his way in through. Again, I'm happy because maybe one day we'll do that. But I, but again, then the opening was it was him and his friend. They were going to do a billion stew, but then the, the Kershaw's did not want that to happen. Uh, Tony's character happens to be Jason. Oh, does it? That's one thing I, I think it's a little on the nose that the sisters are the carpenter sisters, but that's fine. But, and then the, the, Big shout out on the TV. They had Jason takes Manhattan. So that was really cool. But then they had, yeah, the real ghost face or one of the three ghost faces come in and kill. They fucking his friend just mutilated in the fridge, not doing well. And then Tony Ravioli, they played a game of hot and cold and did not end well for him. So what did you think about the opening kill? Because obviously that's always a big thing of scream. You had Samara weaving here for a quick appearance, which we love. But what were your thoughts going through your mind of like, when the mat like Samar gets killed, mask comes off, and there's another killer. Like, what where was your mind? Because I was all over the place. I was excited and I was a little bummed out when that wasn't the movie, but luckily the rest of the movie was well done, so it was all good. I felt bad for Samara, like just getting killed. She's on a date, just trying to meet someone, yeah. put herself out there and just gets botched. But I like the irony in how she is a film teacher specifically mm-hmm. for horror films. And what does she do? She <laughs> goes into this alley. Uh, gets lured out in there. So I thought that was that was interesting how they played that out for her character. Um, now, getting Jason to reveal his mask, like I love the whole setup of how he planned it out and I thought, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, but then seeing like the reveal, I, th- I wasn't too much of a big fan of that. I guess maybe I, I like the the not knowing because the the icon is just so much more like mystifying and more mm. terrifying at the same time throughout the film because you never know you don't know who they are, where they're going to strike. And once you see if once you can put a person associated with that, it eliminates that scariness to it almost to like a, a degree. Not saying people can't be scary, but like it it it, it eliminates a portion of that. It does. I think I think just what I liked about the what the potential scariness could have been was when he was talking to Tara, just like that idea mm-hmm. of us knowing this fucking guy's like work, like like sliming his way into this friend group, and us like the impending doom. I don't know what that would do for the screen, the ghost face scenes, but I think the the fix for that is you could have made revealed one of the killers and left the other one unknown. So you could have kind of had like two sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. But I get what you mean, where that is scream, the murder mystery, and that's where I thought they were being really bold because I'm like, fuck, this is a huge change up, which I actually would kind of want. The same way I'm waiting for them, especially I'm still mad that we're getting scream six and maybe scream seven filming this year. I still want a scream movie where the killer survives and he carries over the next one. But like you said, your point that does take away the the uh, secret or like the suspense because you would know when the next movie, okay, this killer is, let's say if Tony yeah. lived, Tony Ravioli is the killer, right? So, yeah. Um, them being 
targeted by like a ghost face being killed by a ghost face. I, I really like that. I thought that was cool. And I would have loved it if we got to see like Jason still like in the, the costume or whatnot, but like that's totally fine. Like just getting the sequence of him doing the kill, like donning the ghost face mantle and then going back to his place and then just like on the phone and then being hunted by another ghost face. I thought that was just great. And the moment that we see like the ghost face because like they built up anticipation when we saw this ghost face at the start but then when we got the ghost face and just the presence that this ghost face displayed was great like just the the mask and everything like that like it was just really 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 well done um yeah and again just like fuck in the fridge yeah his roommate was fucked up the ghost face almost always kills each other, just not in costume. Yeah, I get what you mean, right? When they always take each other out, they're never in costume. Yeah, because, yeah, Jill takes out Charlie and Loomis takes out that. And uh, Rome, Rome was alone. I love that we talked about that. I love that line when they Kirby and the cop are, like, looking through all the killers. They're going through blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Rome Bridger, only soul <laughs> ghost face, respect. So <laughs> I, I, I like that. It, I, I am waiting for a time where we can get the, the solo guy back. But I, it's hard I to pull off. I swear that there was, like, a banner above in the theater. It was, like, happy birthday, Roman. Oh, it, yeah, that's from Scream 3 because it was okay. his birthday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was his bir- it was his birthday party and stuff like that. And yeah, there's so much stuff that like I would catch, but there's stuff that I'm excited to pause and see those breakdowns stuff. But they look like they had pretty much all the big landmarks you'd want of the scream like memorabilia and everything like that. Yeah, there was the one where Kirby was down and Ethan was like, "You remember this?" and stabs her in her same wound with the same knife. I'd be yeah. so mad. That's just like <laughs> insult to injury. Yeah, and, and that's fun because she sees like charlie what he wore and she they have a little romance the only thing i don't like is when they're they have the fbi board up and everything and i hate when they got a picture of billy loomis and it's like a screenshot from the movie i hate it's just like this photo's not real this is like a set like is that why you were laughing at that yeah because it's just oh, like i it's thought you were like, laughing because the psychiatrist was in there no no it just was funny because like it's like him like it it's one where he's like looking at Sid like very mysterious and that's a picture they use and i feel like <laughs> each screen movie they've done that where they use like a promotional photo it's like no you can't do that but um yeah they get killed and uh, we've kind of seen this before where uh, you have sam she's very protect like she's a rec- she's kind of a recluse now she doesn't necessarily want to live her life because she's worried about what could happen tara's very much like great point i like the character motivation of i'm not gonna let three days because it's really what it all was was three days ruin the rest of my life <clears throat> so she's in party mo- party mode get out there sleep with un- you know maybe not impressive guys stuff like that making bad decisions where sam's just trying to keep them on track and stuff like that and then you meet all the new friends quinn who we talk about later is the uh, you know one of the killers but she's like the slutty aka sex positive she says neighbor you get annika who's mindy's girlfriend and then you get ethan who is just like his descriptor is he's a nerd that doesn't want to die a virgin. You're like, all right. Like I don't, I do, if he wasn't the killer, I don't think there is anything memorable about this character that I would have thought about after. So I was more about, yeah, the core four. They did a good job with the bonding. I liked all the party scenes. I thought they took their time. Oh, they took their time, but I felt like I could have used a little bit more. Like I feel like each character got their set piece of like reintroducing them, right? But I feel like the second the first kill happened, they're just on the run from the entirety. So mm-hmm. I would have liked in Scream, usually there's like a little more time of living Norm in the buildup. I get it because I've already been through it. So I liked all that. Obviously, we did not get Cindy. We got a write-off as far as like, hey, 
her and Mark, they keep fucking mentioning Mark. I swear to God, like, they, yes, they should bring back Nev Campbell, but I swear to God, we need to bring back Patrick Dempsey at some point. It's one character they haven't brought back. I love Patrick Dempsey. He's detective. Let's get this happening. She deserves her happy ending. Just, yeah, not us, but she deserves her happy ending. And then, obviously, Dewey's not around. And then you have Gail. Um, Gail, I had a problem with, and I was talking about this in the Discord, where I just feel like, they don't know what to do with her. They mm. don't want to kill her off because they don't want to kill off all these legacy characters. Like they said in the rules, like, oh, legacy characters, they don't matter. They they had no no cafeteria singing scene. This the cafeteria singing scenes, fuck, especially from Scream 2. I think I love you. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Um I think they just these writers don't know what to do with her now. And I think as much as I didn't want her to get killed off, it it probably was best just to kill her off. Or I hope in the next movie she's just not in it and she's off somewhere else. I really disliked that she just wrote a book about the whole thing again. And she literally like all the development she's been through these movies, she just reduced to she wrote a book about this thing after the sisters told her not to. In this book, she describes Sam as being psychotic and violent. Like all this stuff again where it's like, oh well it's a misquote. And then they go to Sam goes to punch her, she misses and Tara gets the punch. I just I just didn't like anything there. I felt it's just they kind of missed the point of what has happened. Even the stuff that they did with their last movie, it just felt like why can't she just be there as a supportive character for our uh, our main our main protagonist, right? Especially when she, they hate her, they hate her, right? They're really annoyed with her, and then when she stabs get died, they're like reacting like it's their fucking like mother, like adoptive mother that has died. Like I'm fine, people are upset, but like they're crying like their adoptive mother, where it doesn't make sense. Where Chad is supposedly dead at the end of this movie and they're sam and her like cracking jokes at the end of this movie so i i think gail was mishandled here i like courtney cox and she's not even in it that much i will say though her like kill non-kill scene was very well done the intensity the phone conversation i love that moment about she's on the phone she's like, oh can you excuse me for one second and she starts 69s and she it rings that was and, good and she shoots him and you can hear him go oh, oh like that, that the actual scene was great so I kind of went off on Gail, but I was going to say, what do you think about just anything you want to say about the cast overall when we got introduced to them back? Gail, whatever you want to say. But like I said, my point was I was kind of, I think they don't know really what to do with Gail. I think she was kind of mishandled all around in this movie. You know, I did like her last line of, hey, don't, you know, don't let them know that, the, you know, tell Sydney you didn't get me. I like they're referring back to Dewey as far as like, you just got to move on and find another loner. So I, it's not a complete bust. I just didn't like some of those choices of her just being a piece of shit again. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, Actually, let's take our second ad break before Tiffield gives his thought and clears his throat. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah, I think that you made a good point. They did not really know what to do with her here because she just shows up and just, yeah, she ruins Sam's life a little bit and they hate her. And then she shows up later like, oh, I came as soon as I could. And like she she didn't contribute to anything. The only thing she contributed was that she found the hideout theater yeah. before uh, Kirby did. But it like that doesn't prove anything cuz um Gail's just bragging about it's her deduction skills, but really mm -hmm. it's not because Moroni said that he put the info out there for someone to find. So Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> She, she unfortunately she didn't have a huge impact on the story. You take Gail out, it would have been Kirby that found it. So when we yeah. get to the point where Gail's in her apartment and the boyfriend just gets absolutely bopped, uh, I, I did oh, enjoy yeah. though Gail's just kind of interaction when she goes in, she gets the gun, 
and the way she's talking, like, <laughs> like oh, I, I, like I got you, and then the ghost face is like, oh, I'm, I'm going down the stairs towards the elevator. He's like, oh, I'll shoot you in the head. Like, oh, maybe I'm wearing like a bulletproof vest. All like, just he he kept like one up, one upping Gale in the phone conversation, which I liked. And yeah, just the Star sixty nine thing that was really really clever, really really <laughs> really funny. But um, yeah, she she got stabbed pretty brutally because uh, the fucking glass, the glass table. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. did it. Ooh. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, but she fought off Ghostface pretty well, and like they talked about, that was the first time she's ever got a call from the killer, so that was a fun little thing to do. So yeah, the the other thing too, and this I I actually wrote this in my notes because it, it bothered me so much because I'm pretty sure they they call out like, "Hey, fuckface," to let Ghostface know how the fuck do you miss this shot? I swear it's the superpowers of the costume because they fired two shots and Ghostface clears the whole open living room. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. They had that scene where he's over top of Gale and then Sam and Tara get in there and he, and even then like how they should have done another take Ghostface like, like he's just like jog. (laughs) He's just like, he's just like jog cross and they miss it. Yeah. He's (laughs) like Sonic super speed. It was so, especially like, they're probably wearing Kevlar. That's a hot thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he's just gone. He's gone. He's down mm-hmm. the stairs. He, he's fucking fast. But um, <laughs> Espo says he really likes the back and forth between Gail and Kirby's dialogue. You like that because it's like uh, fucking Gail and Judy Jerkinster. You know, like, like it's very Scream 3. But yeah, I like that. I really like the fun uh, back and forth they had with Mindy and Kirby. I was, I'm like everybody else. I'm a sucker where... I like Kirby a lot. I was a big Hayden Panter fan. I definitely had a crush on her when I was younger who didn't after Heroes and stuff. But, like, I liked the character. I, I was not prepared prepared for her to be a FBI agent. I'm not saying that was a jump because I could buy that, hey, it was traumatic experience. She wants to change things. It was just from where I met her as a character, just like a young high schooler that likes movies to, like, she's a fucking FBI agent that has all this power. It's like, whoa. But if that means she gets to be in more adventures, sure. You know, and I think now she's officially in that camp where I don't think she's ever going to be a killer. They could have done that here, but they didn't do that. Uh, I think she could be a legacy killer character that you kill off in the future. But again, some of these characters get fucking shot with a bazooka. They're like Ghostface, and they won't even die. But no, I liked her integration with the cast, and um, I liked everyone. I, I liked the the Meek twins. You know, like we talked about chat earlier. Mindy continues to be a standout. I thought all the fits she had, like all the clothes she had, really cool. That's why I got the Lavender Menace. That was a fun outfit. I liked at one point she had, I think it was like the strong female lead. Like whatever they did with the character designs, I thought they did a good job. Like it fit with what she was wearing, like her personality and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, again, I like the characters. That's the good thing. I still think they could have lost one of them because it would break make the stakes. I think the next one, Maybe it's because they just established the core four. And even with Jenna Ortega, like she wasn't in Scream 5 that much. She was in the hospital a lot. So maybe they just won one movie with all of them together. And it's opening big, so they'll get to do another one. But I it, eventually you got to kill one of the core four. But um, we'll see. So as I said, one of the best parts of the Scream franchise is seeing how these characters change over many years. Not many horror series get to do that. Yeah, and that's why, like I said, my bummer about Gale was that they just reverted her. But I, I do like that. I like that idea of revisiting them and stuff. And I even like the idea of some of these characters survive and come back to them later, right? So, uh, and then, yeah, we, I guess we talked about cute boyfriend guy. We're, you're, we're kind of more mixed. Well, you're mixed on him. I, I like him. I like that they kind of played him like a, he's kind of an oddball. I kind of liked that, you know, so. Yeah. 
he unfortunately kind of led to Mindy getting stabbed because he was pulling them in that train. But again, we'd seen that in the trailer, but I think the train sequences were also really good. I think that was a good standout of like the lighting, all the horror characters, the back and forth, these tons of ghost space and everything like that, which again, it's like, that's the stuff that's super believable because it's when it's like, oh, there's all these murders going on and why are people buying ghost face? But as we saw this past Halloween, people were dressed as like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. So it's like, yeah, this would probably just happen because people are insensitive and everything like that. So um, where to? What, what's something you want to shout or talk about? I want to shout out again. It was in the trailers when they were in that concession store and Ghostface mm. had like the gun. It just reminds me of all the hours we sunk into Call of Duty Warzone where you got your Ghostface skin. Yeah. And- Walk around. He's got the shotgun. I like that scene very, very much. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I liked how he's like, oh, I need the keys, need the keys, and yet Ghostface just dodging out of bullets super, super quick. But he, not as um, fast as the trailer though. In the trailer, they edited that to be that's like true. He, yeah, very yeah. fast. Where this one, he did just kind of duck out of the way quickly, and then the convenience store guy did not make it. Sorry, everyone. no, I definitely did not make it. Yeah, so. In this, like, very, very bold because Ghostface just, like, he's talking to them on the phone and just jumps out from behind the bush. So very, very bold tactic. But, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, what if he just got them there? You know, like, I always, like I know people go, like, that's not the movie trust. I know. But, like, this happens in so many screen movies when they get attacked. And, like, if you just kill them, like, they would just be like, oh, we didn't get to review our plot. Uh, our plan's all messed up. Like, what was the plan there? Like, that's, that's something that doesn't make sense to me. Like, why why did they jump out of that bush and try and kill them right there? But yeah, yeah, it's very convoluted to a degree. Um, when they were playing with Ghostface in that sequence, I really did enjoy that. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was just, it was very, very well shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I liked that. The only thing I didn't like is like, uh, they like one point moved the, like the, they pushed something in Ghostface and like, it didn't look that heavy. It looked like just a bunch of food took him out. I was like, all right, I, I can go with it. But uh, that's when he started leaving the masks. And I liked the idea of the masks. That was a fun, very Scream 3-ish with leaving the pictures of Maureen Prescott by the summit's masks and stuff from the killing. So I enjoyed that. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention with Mindy and uh, uh, Kirby, I really liked when they found the TV and Mindy's like, oh, yeah, that's the one that killed Stu, if you believe he's dead. Because that's always, we've talked about before, where that's always been a theory that Stu Mocker is not dead and he's alive and he's going to be one of the killers. But again, Kirby confirms here that he's dead other than conspiracy theorists. So Stu's dead, dead. He's gone. And I'm I'm happy. I don't need him to come back. I like Billy coming back in these like little flashbacks. But that that's about it. I don't need a a killer that's not dead that or we thought was dead but is not dead and they come back I, that's a little too far-fetched for me then we're getting i that. thought you wanted a killer to survive uh, movie to movie not not oh. not like 10 years not 10 to 20 years not later seven you know? films later <laughs> yeah i've been hiding this whole time like fucking michael myers in the well in halloween ends <laughs> stu's just in there you know did you suck his cock? <laughs> oh God, that, I love that meme so much. Um, I'm trying to think what other uh, instances we got. We, t- we covered Gale. We covered the barn. Covered the train. Covered the party. I like when Sam just fucking tased that guy in the nuts. I like when she was just like, "Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm about to tase you the nuts," and then she just did it, and he was on the ground. I enjoyed that. Uh, I I agree that suppose the final scare being Ghostface with the shotgun was good. Yeah, he just like I. I liked him with the gun. I know some people were being weird about it, but it's like, yeah, Ghostface always uses the gun. Maybe not as Ghostface, but like, I don't know. It it felt right in that moment, you know? It's not like he, it'd be different if he got the gun and then he was like, what's this? And the entire movie, he walked around with a shotgun. That's not what happened. You know, he used it for a second. So 
Um, yeah, and then I guess we need to talk about the... I guess it works just very randomly decided that Tara and Chad are an item and they like each other a lot and I'm fine that they had chemistry. It's good. You know, they're friends in a small group. I can work with it. It was kind of a thrown off guard for me. I, I felt like there was some photo that came out that people were like, Oh, are they a couple? So I had like a little sniff of it, but uh, I liked it. But again, it was, you know, we get this big final kiss and I thought this was going to be a moment where we get that kiss and he gets killed. So you never got to see that love, but I feel like they really just wanted to try and see the relationship first. So, but it worked it out for me their their uh new form newfound romance i guess mm-hmm. yeah i agree anything else oh what else is there i feel like i had something i liked the latter how annika died i liked that good Fucking sequence convenient day eh? like who just has one of those <laughs> Cute, cute neighbor next door. He looked like he did some sort of construction or something. They're trying to make him like blue collar and stuff. So it's still just, it's, I just that's not what I would expect. Like just to whip right out. It's just mm-hmm. good on him though. Did you I agree don't... with the format of Sam going first and then the injured going second and third? Uh, Sam was a target, so it makes sense to me. Like they're all targets, the... though. Right? I, I feel like got Sam's, Sam's the main main target. Mm. Um, like you definitely get the injured to go across first, though. Uh, I don't know why I shouldn't have laughed. There's just something I found like it was the slow burn of it. Just when Ghostface gets in the room, Annika's like frozen in fear on the ladder, and Ghostface just stands there. He just smacks his knife down, and he just starts shaking the ladder. I shouldn't be laughing because it's very sad. Yeah, he's just like I felt like he had yeah. a big smile. That was definitely Ethan. I, I, I like of course because oh, obviously yeah. Quinn was dead in the in the yeah, bathtub. Pro- yeah. But, so Ethan was having fun on the fucking ladder causing a ruckus. Yeah. Or was that the cop because he had to swap out the bodies right away, right? It might have been. Well, that's the thing, I guess. Like, was, was the body? cop also in the suit, too? Like, very, like maybe because so. he, he was very he tall. And yeah. Quinn and Ethan were, they weren't tall. That was this, that was another thing with Kirby. I Kirby warned you small. about that. Never try to figure out ghost face sizes. Never, because it never, it never lines up. I told you they did that with Emma Roberts. She's fucking five foot something. But then ghost face, the whole movie is like six foot five. And then when she takes, only for the reveal scene, it's like, she's very tiny and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose best post credit scene since mostly versus madness. I, I, in retrospect, I'll maybe like it more. I was just more bummed when they were like, oh, there's post credits. Like, oh, fuck, really? This is cool. Like, what's it going to be? Here I am thinking, I'm like, oh, man, is it going to be like a Cindy Alou? Like, maybe they got her back for that. And like, no, it's just them saying, oh, and we don't need a post credit scene here. And that's it. It's like, all right, fair enough. So um, let's see. I'm trying to think, but I think that's, I think that's everything. I'm just trying to think if there's any kills or characters. I really liked uh, when we had the therapist. I like that therapist scene of him being scared when he's like, no, tell me the details. And he does. And she, he's scared. <laughs> yeah. I like when he's about to get killed when he's watching the movie on the show. And it's just like, you're next. You're next. Very just like right in your face. Hey, we're going to kill this character. And they do. And it's just to set up Sam being the killer and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. And they do a lot of the whole, hey, is Sam the killer from this? Did she frame Richie? Stuff like that. But uh no, I'll check my notes, but I don't think I got, anything I got one more note. This, sure. Uh, and I, th- I think you laughed at this, too, because when they were talking about, like, all the new rules that apply uh, with the requel, it was uh, all these different things. But Mindy Base has one quick moment where she says beheadings. Like, it's up the ante. And there's a moment <laughs> yeah. where Chad is running and the dummy 
Stan gets the head cut off by the ghost face, and you hear him quickly say, Baddings! Baddings, yeah. And I didn't yeah. hear him at first. That's why my, my laughter was delayed, because I was like, I didn't put, I, it was so loud. And then I was like, oh, Baddings, right? <laughs> like, no, I, I like that. It was good. Yeah, the rules, we only got, like I said, it wasn't that meta of a movie. We just kind of got the one big scene, but I enjoyed that scene. I really like when they were trying to do the wiretap to get Ghostface. And like, oh, it's safe. It's broad daylight. They're like, our fucking uncle got pulled into a news van and killed in broad daylight doing the same thing. And they, and then she, she, Curry's like, stay frosty out there, you know. So mm-hmm. I laughed. That's what I laughed when they said character assassination. Yeah, there, there, that was fun stuff. And I like the Meeks kind of still being around and everything. And that's always a tough thing. I get it where I go. I'm not employing that I need them to die. I'm fine if it's like these characters are like Gale, Dewey, and Sydney that they survive this whole trilogy. I'm completely fine with that. I just wish then let's be careful on the deaths. And again, I said, yeah, Dewey has had one or two of those, but let's just keep it to one or two per character and maybe in a movie, just make it, keep it one. I don't need multiple characters having the fake death. So we'll see. But yeah, no, I went through all my notes. That's everything. You got anything else? That's everything I got. What would you give Scream Six? Hmm, I, I I'd be generous. Uh, I'd probably go like an eight out of ten. I had a really good time with it. It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I I honestly I'd I'd watch it again. And just the fact alone that it was such a an honorable legacy film, and it just created this huge motivation for me wanting to rewatch all the other screams and then to like, yeah, just get to this one again. 100%. Yeah, because I was that thing where I was meaning to watch them all, but we've been busy, so I haven't. But I think I'll probably do it because Emily hasn't seen this one. I think I'll probably do that when it drops like on VOD or streaming soon because I was like, oh, I want to do a rewatch of them all because I think the screen world is very fun and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as, as Bubs, I'm, well, I guess I'll check out your letterbox unless you don't put it there if you're not going to put the negative why tell us now but 9.5 out of 10 which is price is on uh you said almost a almost a five out of five in the discord i want to know what your 0.5 is but hey that's a high score i i i think i don't know for sure i know the first screen for me is a perfect score i have no negatives against it scream 2 might be that if it's not to 4.5 where this is for me the score could kind of go up or down i need some time because like i said i'm a little like we watched it last night but i'm still a little raw off the third act uh, that was my big down point but again i feel like i stressed enough that i liked a lot in this movie i feel like it's just like the one particular set piece of some decisions that i didn't like but the rest of it i absolutely love so i'm right now it sounds probably low but i'm going with a 7.5 because i feel like in the future my it could go to an eight or it could go to a seven or it could say seven. like i think that's the barometer i don't think it goes any lower than a seven i don't think it goes any higher than an eight that's where i think i kind of am with it because i think no matter what maybe there's certain things the third act will sit with me better but there's certain things no matter what like chad sit being sad that much won't certain things like just kind of repeating oh it's the family again won't because we've done this before you know and i know we've done family before but to do it kind of in that same parallel sequel to the other one Eh. But uh, yeah, there's lots of like here. I love these directors doing this. I'm very excited to see what they do. I also, I guess we didn't say this. I really liked um, uh, New York as a setting. I like getting out of Woodsboro there. Uh, I agree with that. I suppose I'd like to go back to LA. I've said this. I'm with many other people. I want a fucking uh, Christmas 
scream movie or a scream movie set in a cabin i said this this is what they should do is a cabin family trip they keep talking about their mom they've only brought them up to uh, s bubs me and him are having a good conversation where he says we're never going to see the mom i think we're going to see sam and tara's mom in one of these movies i really do i think they will cast because both movies they've mentioned her they're estranged from her but i think what they would do is bring in the mom and they'd play up the whole like is their mom the killer like that sort of deal and i i asked him to do a pizza bet taylor he would not do a pizza bet so he's, he's not completely calm <laughs> It. but i think we'll see her and i think we'll get some dramatic scenes but that's my pitches they're strange they're going to go on a family trip though though to reconnect and whether that's like thanksgiving or christmas i would love to get imagine Ghostface in the snow aesthetic you know like in a cabin or something like that's what i want next i don't know where they go i don't know if they stay in new york i feel like they'll switch it up because that was kind of the gimmick of this one so yeah i'm a 7.5 it might change a little bit but i think it's going to stay in that barometer still really enjoyed it like i said for lots of stuff i consider it's just like my second place scream it's just the just the third act brought down those points and it's a lot of points because probably before i was sitting somewhere i was sitting in the nine and higher i definitely was so that third, third act knocked a couple points or two off but uh yeah that's where i am we if they are filming scream seven this year in october we will be there to cover all the stuff and talk about it but yeah let us know join our discord just discord uh join our discord youtube twitter all that stuff and uh let us know what you thought and thank you for tuning in i promise it will not be boring when you hear from us next